0: This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And, you know, there certainly is a lot of reasons for investors to be a jury. I mean, we had a very good August. And even though September started off a little rocky, it's still, you know, we've had a very good year. The weather's nice and pleasant in most areas of the United States, so, you know, it's good. Of course, I know there's Tropical Storm Gordon that hit the Gulf Coast, you know, I know that. And it was dangerous, but even Gordon weakened, so it's now a tropical depression, so that's okay. And referring to just concluded month of August, everybody, we saw an interesting report today on MarketWatch.com. The top-performing S&P 500 stocks over the month of August were, you guessed it, the same ones that led to, two, to all throughout 2018, and that was those FANG stocks. Okay? They're the ones. FANG, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. So those are the ones that led the charge, and they're so big, they moved the whole market. Just those five stocks. They're a huge percentage of the overall market, and make a huge percentage of the overall market advance. I mean, when Apple 1.1 trillion dollars, trillion with a T, I'm, it, it's hard. I I think it's very hard for people to wrap their heads around how big these companies really are, how big they are, and how they dominate. So our summer has ended, but can our bull market end too? How are we done? excuse me I'm yeah you know, I'm a little concerned <laughs> as I mentioned before not necessarily that the bull market is finished more that it's had such a great run in August that and September is known for to be weak so or we might be headed for a pullback and I mentioned yesterday I think we might get and I don't know how big it could be a small pullback but I just we don't just keep running in one direction it's just not how it works in the market can do it for a while but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. I'll keep an eye on it, and I'll report on it. So let's face it. We all are busy, right? You're working hard, right? raising your family, living your life, but you also want to stay plugged in. You want the financial news and information that will allow you to be an above-average investor. We all, you know, we want to do well, but do you have the time? Can you take it? That is a difficult, I mean, kids are back in school, you know, summer is over, we're moving back into a more, no more vacations, now get back to work. So it takes time, it takes effort to watch your money. So I hope you, I hope you can at least ask your questions, at least, you know, try to get them to you as fast as possible. And, you know, if you have, you know, in our listener lines, 888-99-CHART, same number as always is. And, of course, you drive the show. What is of your interest? And I think everyone can benefit from the upcoming top of the show story, credit card myths that can harm your financial future. I'm going to get to that in a few minutes. But first, here's a question that came in earlier, 888-99-CHART.
2: A quick question. I'm just learning about these REITs, and I guess the reason I started looking into these was mainly because the yields were attractive on them. Do I need to watch the housing prices in order to value REITs, or what could drive the REITs values up and down?
1: Okay, REITs, real estate investment trusts, and the reason why they have such high dividends is because they have to pay 90% of their earnings out in the form of a dividend to you, the shareholder. And if they do that, they qualify for a REIT, and you know they're in the real estate area, then they don't have to pay income tax on the corporate level. They don't have to pay income tax on the corporate level because they're giving all the profits to you, allegedly, quote unquote. Now, what do you watch on a REIT? Interest rates is one thing, economy is another. Remember, the REITs are not just housing. ReITs could be uh, uh, commercial warehouses. It could be s- storage units. They, they could be it could be anything, long as it's related to real estate. It could, doesn't have to be owning property. It could be mortgage REITs. It could be a financial reIT dealing with you know, properties in some way, shape, or form. So yes, it does move. REITs do move with interest rates. They do move with property values. But what about a medical REIT for hospitals or or maybe um, assisted living units? Maybe that's all it does. They're not so tied to interest rates. They're not necessarily tied. But REITs generally are, they move with interest rates. Interest rates move up, REITs move down. That is generally true. Okay? But REITs are a very good way to try to produce income for your portfolio. Okay. So, anyways, credit cards are a tool that many of us use. I use them. I use a credit card all the time, every day. Buy everything I buy, I use a credit card with. But when you got to use it properly, you just can't drive up debt. We're not talking about that. They can, they, you, they can. If used properly, you can build your credit scores. You can get rewards. You can do. They, they have benefits. They they also can really damage you. So, you know, interest rates, costs are extremely high on credit cards. Very detrimental to your future wealth. So you've got to manage them properly. And by the way, this is a story found on Investopedia.com. So here's a list of credit card myths that can harm you. Number one, carrying a balance will help your credit score. No, it doesn't. What the credit card companies want and to get your credit score higher, they want to see that you can control your credit, that you're able to pay off the debt on a monthly basis. They like that better. They want to see you being able to manage your credit. That's what they're looking for. So it's not just, it's not just, you know, just, you know, that's it, you know. got. It's not just that you have credit, credit debt and you pay monthly payments, It's not that. You should only have a debit card. Debit cards are fine, but they really don't give you credit and tell the uh, you know, the credit bureaus that you're able to manage your debt because you're using a debit card, money you have, and then you're spending it, not credit. Interest begins, the third myth. Interest begins to occur right after a purchase. No, it occurs after your first payment, when you don't pay the whole thing off. That's when it starts to occur. yeah, you know, So it doesn't, it doesn't happen right away. So that's not true. Okay? Never pay an annual fee. Well, that's not necessarily right either. If the annual fee provides benefits that supersede the fee, why wouldn't you? It depends. The, the word, it depends. You have to read, what, what are you getting for that annual fee? Generally, there's not much of an annual fee or if any at all. But if there is one, what are the benefits? Travel benefits, cash back benefits, credits, points to buy things, whatever it is. So, Another, the last one, fifth myth, having too many credit cards will hurt your credit score. That's not true. That's not true. It can help your credit score if you manage, go back to number one, manage your credit. It could help your credit score because it tells uh, the the prospective person is checking your credit and the credit bureaus that you can manage higher levels of debt if you pay them off. Do not carry credit card debt. Do not pay that off every month. That's the key. Use your credit cards. As a matter of fact, there's a, on last week's newsletter. There were times when I, I mentioned in the consumer watch section times when it's better to use credit cards to buy things. Better. But make sure you pay them off. So they can be a great way to pay things, everybody. But don't use them as paycheck. It's not a paycheck. We're using this credit card. So when it comes to simple uh, or complex questions about finance and investing, of course, you can ask us. Justin or I, we, this is kind of what we do. And if you have an, you know, If you are an investor that has reached the conclusion that you do not have the time for adequate experience, to perform the daily work, hard work, sometimes it takes to effectively manage your investing strategy, give us a call. Get in touch with Justin or me at KPP Financial. You can always call our Dana Point office or send us a message through the InvestTalk.com. Send me an email. We can help you. The phone lines are open, everybody, and I'm ready to answer your questions 888-99-CHART. This is MS Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're heading into the break. I want to remind you that InvestTalk is heard live each day, 4 to 5 Pacific time on radio. Also live on the internet, streaming through investtalk.com. And please tell your friends and family members to tune in. I I really, really would appreciate it. And now the lines are open, 888-99 chart.
3: Listening to Invest Talk. We are now into September, summer is ended, and we know that the stock market just had its strongest August in years. But some experts are cautioning that our bull run may soon be ending. So stay with us. Steve's here, the phone lines are open, and he's ready for your questions. 888 99 Chart. 888 992
1: 4278. We're going to go talk to Ruby in San Jose. How are you doing?
2: Hi, hey, I'm doing good. What's up? Hey, I would like to know about uh, Alibaba and JD.com. Uh-huh. When to enter, when to enter. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, it, it seemed like it just broke down today below its strong support, so you might get a bounce by tomorrow. It looks like... Right around 165, 170 uh, is where it wants to stay, and it went to 1. Was it 164 today? So it just barely broke it. Alibaba, everybody. Symbols B A B A. Provides global online, mobile, retail, marketing places via Taobao, Taobao.com, Taomail.com, and other sites. It's the Chinese Hong Kong. amazon so and it's growing sales 50 60 70 percent a quarter and what will happen it's been falling since june from 210 now to 164 what's happening what's what's the problem and the problem is is profits are getting squeezed their sales are still doing very very well but they're they're having a squeeze the profit margins are starting to See, this is one of the things you got to watch when you buy companies. What's the profit margins? it going up. It's going down. And why would the margins go down? Many times it's because of competition. It could be, you know, you don't know. You have to look into it deeper. But that's the headline news is why it, Alibaba is falling. Now, if you wanted to be get into Alibaba, it's getting to be a more attractive right now. But you need a way for it to stop falling. Do you own it, Ruby? you own it, Alibaba?
2: Yeah, I will.
1: Yeah, so I I would not worry about it. It's still growing very fast. Y- you know, it's just going to be volatile. I think long-term, it's going to do very, very well, and you can ignore the short-term illness that it has. I don't think it's going to last that long. And good luck with it. I hope it works for you, Robbie. Thank you. Okay, do you want me to go to James, or do you want me to hold off on James, guys? Okay, James, hold on. We'll pick up right after break. Here's an investing term you should know. Oh, the short one? Yeah, I can read this, can I? Okay, let's talk about that then. Uh, investing term you should know because we can do it quickly. Knockout option. Knockout option. And knockout option is an option with a built-in mechanism to expire worthless if a specified price level in the underlying asset is exceeded. There's a lot of things about options. Options can be very simple or they can be really complex. A knockout knockout option sets a cap on the level an option can reach in the holder's favor to capture gains. As knockout knockout options limit the profit potential for the option buyer, they can be purchased for a smaller premium. You know what I mean by premium? Buying an option? can get complex everybody take a look at investopedia.com and get the definition this is invest talk i'm steve peasley here's a quick reminder i will be returning to san jose on october 3rd i'll be very pleased to sit down with you so give me a call set up, set up a time 888-99 chart
3: This is Invest Talk. Question: Have you subscribed to the Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Spotify or Google Play? Please do. Then listen, rate and review. This helps us improve our Invest Talk programming. You've got finance and investment questions and Steve Peasley is here and he'll have unbiased answers.
1: Call now 888-99-chart. James, Sonoma, thank you for waiting. I really appreciate it. You want to talk about REITs?
2: Well, you were talking about REITs, and this is one I've
1: owned before, and I
2: sell it because every time it gets over 100 uh, in a payout ratio, and I don't understand. You can explain to me some of these REITs you were talking about, they seem to have, I'm talking O now, the real estate investment uh, dividend pair. Okay. Um, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, it has over 100 payout ratio. And uh, you, you read the article in Seeking Alpha, and Schwab gives it a C in their, you know, we have over 100. I would assume that would be a red flag, but they, they don't seem to, you know, Is know, am I missing well, something here? These, and people are saying, go ahead and buy
1: them, and I'm looking at this 150% payout ratio. How is that possible? Yeah, okay, a very good question, and the exact questions you should always ask when you're looking at a read. And what, uh, and, and what James is referring to, everybody, is, remember, the, to become a REIT, they have to pay 90%. At least 90% of the earnings have to be paid out in the form of dividend to you. Well, how, they could pay more. And in this case, you could pay over 100%. If their earnings came in at $3.28 next year, which is what real, oh, realty income, the symbol O oh, you mentioned, they could pay $4. How would they pay $4 out? There's two ways. They can borrow money and pay back you the money, right? They can borrow money and give it to you, right? They can sell property, I guess, that uh, well, that left their profits. Away. They can issue more shares in stock. And what that does, James, this is why it is a red flag over 100%, is that means they're giving back your own money. They aren't earning the money, so they got to give money back to you that you gave them and buying the stock. Because they're either issuing more shares, which dilutes your ownership, or they're borrowing money, you know, and which dilutes your profits eventually. If they do it well, on a short-term somebody, basis, James, it's not.
2: I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, why so, would on a short-term basis.
1: ABC,
2: give it a, lock, uh-huh. give it a, give it a, a buy signal. Why would, why would they give it a buy signal if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's like that? Like I said, Schwab listed as a C which isn't a buy,
1: but it's not a sell either. Well, probably because their debt level is pretty low at 83%. That's low for a REIT. Usually REITs have a lot more debt. Uh, and probably because it's a $17 billion company has been around a long time, and they've been managing their debt level and their payouts pretty well for years. And so they're confident in it. And the sales growth is still 7 to 10%. So... You know you know the the, the payout ratio right now So the yield show shows four and a half percent and they're gonna make three dollars and twenty eight cents of the fifty eight dollar stock. That's well within you know next year's earnings, that's well within the below the hundred percent based on next year's earnings. So you know, that's why they're rated it high. Is this what old, you would consider income, for your class? Actually, I would uh, Realty Income Corporation, but I wouldn't buy it at this high price. It's pretty high. It's moved from 47 to 58 in the last few months, uh, go, since February. The weakness of February, it's moved out Much. I, I think it, I, I think a lot of these uh, uh, REITs are topping out and just getting a little too top heavy. So I'd wait. But it is a good REIT. It is. Oh oh, in Realty Income Corporation. It's a good one. It's a REIT that acquires rental properties, leased regional uh, retail chain operations, and 49. States. It's a good REIT. Okay, James, push it. Good question. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Okay, featured talking point today: Inflation and roy ero- erodes your savings by as much as four percent each year. How do you minimize that? How do you how do you combat that? That's going to be our main talking point. I also want to talk about the Justice Department says it's concerned about social media companies. That's why the market went down. I mean, at least the Nasdaq was down 96 points today. Well, the Dow was up 23. So why was the Nasdaq down 96? Well, because the Justice Department talking to a couple of uh, uh, social media head honchos. And I also want to talk about why people who claim Social Security early often live to regret it. There's been some studies out. I uh, will share that with you. And yesterday, I didn't get to this, but I'm, I'm hoping to get to it today. How much money do you need to make to afford rent in, on a state-by-state basis? We never talked about how much money that was and which states is the most and which is less. Hopefully, we can get to that today. But, you know, it was the market was uh, mixed, I guess. Dow was up 23 points. NASDAQ down 96 and the S&P down 8. So, the broader market was down and that 96 was because of the fang stocks. See when when the fang stocks go up, they drive the market up and when the fang stocks go down, they'll pull it down. They're going to pull it down. So, you know, they they contr- it's a concern that what they do pretty much controls what the major indexes do. And that it means it's ignoring the broader market. So we're going to have to start looking at the market a little bit different. The index, the index is a little bit different. Tomorrow best talk, Some global market watchers are predicting that China's ascendant economy will become the world's largest. However, at least one expert believes history may not follow that assumption. That story is tomorrow. I'm Steve Peasley. I'm ready to take your questions now. 888-99-CHART.
0: our podcast continues on next. It may be hard to believe, but the average 401k investor misses out on over $5,000 per year in investment gains. How come? Poor timing and subpar fund choices. That's the big challenge that is being met now with active 401k. The typical 401k plan has limited choices. People don't know what to do, and that's exactly why active 401k was devised. It may be just what you've needed. It ranks your current options within your current employer's plan, and then all you do is log in and make the changes. You'll be told exactly what to buy, what percentages, and what funds. This program is offered by invitation to KPP clients and limited number of our listeners, too. And if you'd like to see more about it, just go to investtalk.com and click on the Investments tab and then look for Active 401k. Now let's get back to our podcast.
3: This is InvestTalk, and thanks to very strong interest in Steve Peasley's no-cost, one-on-one portfolio reviews conducted last week in San Jose, Steve has already scheduled a return date, October 3rd. Remember, meeting with Steve can be the quickest way to improve the performance of your portfolio. Space is limited, so register now at InvestTalk.com. Have you got a question for Steve? He's here. And the lines are open. Eight 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 ninety nine chart.
1: Okay, inflation can erode your savings. Inflation rate has been ranging forever in the United States, two to four percent. That's the average, two to four. And I use three percent as a general gauge. So what happens is, in inflation, is that you lose three percent of value of your money every year. If you just had it in the safe, you would lose three percent of value of that money every year. And you can see over the years how much that could really be painful, right? It could really be painful. So, what do you do about it? Well, you just need to ensure that you at least make the inflation rate earnings on your your money. Okay. Well, how how can you do that? Well, basically, you can buy bonds or you can buy stocks. You can buy real estate. There's you got to invest it somewhere. It needs to be invested. The dollars need to be invested somewhere. You don't have to take a lot of risk. You can take a little risk, but you have to earn more than 3%. What can you get in a uh, savings account? What can you get in a CD? Not 3%. That's pretty difficult to get on a year-to-year basis. All right now, because interest rates have been so low for so long. You can get uh, in a in, in a court a good solid corporate bond, you may be able to build a ladder going out five years, maybe six, and get about 5% or so. So you can stay, that stays ahead of inflation, by 2%. And a lot of people say, well, that's not very good. No, that that's pretty decent for no risk or very, very little risk. See, remember, you, and if you buy 10-year treasuries, they pay, what, 2.85, 2.9, not quite. I don't think they pay 3%. So that's not helping you. So the question is, is how do you beat inflation? And should you worry about inflation? The answer is yes. Inflation can eat away your wealth. Okay. Jay, uh, who are we going to? Jerry in Palo Alto. How are you doing, Jerry? Good. How's it going, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it.
2: Good. Hey, Yamana Gold is kind of at low of its one-year trading range. It took a dip uh, the last few days. What do you
1: think? Mm-hmm. Well, I think gold is searching for the bottom. It was, if you notice, it bottomed right in the middle of August, gold itself. And Yamada Gold is a gold mining company, everybody. It's a good, solid mining company. So if you're going to buy mining, if you want to play the gold market, buying the miners is a better way to do it. They usually go up faster than the price of gold, but they also go down faster than the price of gold. So the price of gold goes up. They'll go up faster. The price of gold goes down. Gold peaked about in April and then fell to the middle of August. And since the middle of August, it's moved up, then moved down a little bit. Looks like it's moving sideways to me, Jerry. It looks like it's putting in a bottom. So I would probably pick up a gold gold mining company or two. I'm not a big gold bug, but I think as a trade and as a... A hedge. I think it's a very good, very good position to pick up right now, at this time. Great. Okay. So I like your modern gold. Sounds good. Thanks, Sounds good. Thank you, you very call. much. Thank you. Okay, let's go to Lee in San Mateo. How are you doing, Lee? I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my
2: call. Uh, Steve, I'm Thank listening you. to some, you know, large have, uh, you know, uh, Vanguard funds. And I came across yes. this uh, fun tickle symbol, Z as in Victor, W, N, F, S. And the other one uh-huh. is Z as in Vanguard, M, R, G, S. And I wanted to hear your uh-huh. thoughts, whether it's worth investing, whether it's the time, or should I wait?
1: Okay. Uh, the first one is Vanguard Winter Two. It's a three-star fund, uh-huh. uh, uh, and so it's it's a it's a it's a big big fund. It has forty nine and a half billion dollars in it. So it's a very large mutual fund, uh, and mm-hmm. it has it it has it has done very very well, uh, and it kind of mm-hmm. tracks the performance of the market. So right now okay. it has. 89% in U.S. stocks, has 1.2% and 1.8% in cash, and 9% in non-U.S. non-U.S. stocks. So it's all in the stock market. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a good fund. There's nothing wrong with it. The market itself is a little bit pricey, and we're moving into uh, September and October. Usually, have a pullback. Very often, they don't always. But they very often have a pullback. I was looking last year, and the pullback in September was 3%. So it wasn't a big pullback. Oh, okay. but, but it did pull back. And September is usually known to be volatile. <laughs> so I I'd okay. probably just, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be afraid to buy it if you're a long-term investor. But I might wait to see uh, if we can get a better price. Just you, know, you might get a better price this month or next. And then just buy October. it. It's a good, solid fund. Yeah. Vanguard is very low he, cost, so that's always good. Barney,
2: the, the one who just VWNFS uh, or VMRTF. B- okay, well. as in Mary, R as in Robert. She as in George and F. That Vanguard Morgan Growth One. I'll be looking into yeah, that's a growth right fund. It's
1: also, th- it's also three star. It's 16 billion dollars in assets, and I they probably have a ton of overlap because it looks like their top holdings are almost the same. Yeah, you're not going to have much difference in either one. They're they're going to track pretty much closely to each other. So I don't think it really matters which one. Windsor has been around a lot longer, so I'd probably go with back to the Windsor. Appreciate the call, Lee. Thank you for the call. Okay, okay. the Justice Department is concerned about social media companies hurting competition. Okay, the FANG stocks we've been talking about, and these social media, was this one is Facebook and Twitter, where they were meeting with the two uh, executives, and they had to answer uh, some questions by the Senate Select Committee, uh, and, and they felt that the social media stocks, companies, were getting too powerful, and this has happened in the past. I'm not surpri- surprised that I would not be surprised if they talked to Amazon and Google and Apple. Maybe not Apple because you know there's a lot of healthy competition in the phone business. But these companies are getting so big that the that our antitrust laws might start to come into play. And I've seen this before, and You know this is going to be a detriment to the stocks themselves. I've seen this before in two two things. In the phones, AT&T used to dominate. That used to be a actually a legal monopoly at one point, AT&T, and long distance, overnight. It was very expensive to make phone calls. Then came along the cell towers and the kind of well. First of all, AT&T was broken up into twelve baby bells. They actually, the government came in and broke them up. Okay, and then came along the cell towers and cell phones, and it changed the whole dynamics. Also, they did the same thing years and years ago with IBM. IBM was the computer company. Yeah, they had competition. They had weighing computers and other smaller players. But IBM was sued antitrust lawsuits against them for years that they were fighting. And along came the PC and destroyed IBM's stranglehold on the computer industry. Now they're looking at social media. Or they might be looking at you know uh, advertising, Google. Anything that gets dominates the field, the government can come in and make them change. And that doesn't necessarily does the investors any good. It usually does damage. So and I—that's why the market, the Nasdaq, went down 96 points today because of the Senate Select Committee just questioning Facebook and uh, Twitter CEOs. So you got it. We're going to have to be very, very careful because they're not going to let this go. I think it's just the beginning—beginning of them maybe having oversight. And when the government comes in, has oversight, usually changes your profit structure. And that means the stock prices go down. I'm Steve Peasling, and there are some simple rules for success that every regular investor or listener has heard Justin and I talk about many times on this show. Rule one, make sure you diversify. Always diversify. You want to limit your investment on any one stock. Limit your exposure. And we like to do, we, we like it three to five well, percent. I prefer three percent per stock. That gives you 33 stocks you have to watch. Another rule, do not make emotional investing decisions. Greed and fear are the only two emotions that the market understands and people have, and they can destroy you if you let your decision-making be influenced by them. And most people do, by the way. The third rule, do not try to time the market. Timing the market is impossible. you got to have a commitment, to reason, common sense. And that's what Invest Talk does. It gives you that commitment. Reason and common sense when you're looking at stocks. And that's going to make you a better investor. And the more you listen, the more questions you have, the more you learn, the better off you're going to be. The phone lines are open, and the program is always better when your questions are on top. 888-99-CHARGE.
3: This is Invest Talk. Made possible by KPP Financial, where each Friday, subscribers to the KPP Premium Newsletter receive a concise and highly informative summary of the week's financial and investment news. It's sent directly to their inbox. It really does give you a week that was roundup in a quick read. It also offers a look ahead and various process and term explanations that will be interesting to every investor. So you should be thinking about subscribing. The cost now through September is only $9 per month. So remember, you'll get targeted value formatted for fast consumption when you become a KPP premium newsletter subscriber. And you can do it at investtalk.com. The InvestTalk radio and podcast continues now. The phone lines are open. Steve's here and he's ready for your questions. Eight 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 ninety nine chart
0: Hi Steve and Justin, this is Mike from Florida. I have a question. I appreciate your program very much and the insights you give. And one might be about the trading platform, online trading platform called Robinhood. My son told me about it and indicated that they do not charge for trades. And could you explain uh, how they're doing that, and uh, whether it's viable, and is it something that can be trusted? Appreciate your insights and your understanding about these things, and uh, wait to hear from you. Uh, I listen to you every day on the podcast. Thanks a lot. Bye bye.
1: Well, well, I appreciate that. Robin Hood is a really good app for trading. Yes, my concern. Is that whatever bank, whatever the custodian is, has to have SIPC insurance. And I don't know who the custodian is at Robinhood. Only because I haven't looked into it. I mean, i would find out. If the custodian of your funds, invested through Robinhood, is a SIPC insured, SIPC insured bank, I have no problem with Robinhood. I think all (laughs) trades should be free, to be perfectly honest and at one point we've gotten them we've gotten them down very very low and they're still going down how do they make money then how do they make money they make money because they hold on to your money they're hoping you won't invest they make money if you invest in mutual funds and they get a little piece of the fee that the mutual fund takes so don't think they make money, they don't make money they make money that's why i think you know trading fees are, will eventually some way go away completely. I do think that's going to happen. Because there's that's not the main way they make money. They make money on the money you have in, in their custodian, in their holding, their, their holding. They lend it out. If you short something, they, they get interest for it. You know, there's all kinds of reasons or ways they can make money other than commissions. Do you remember commissions? I'll tell you a little story. When I was 21, I bought my first stock. I bought GM General Motors. I had $500 and I put I told my I, that's all I had at that time. I just got out of college. That was my total net worth. <laughs> and I had the broker buy GM for me. I don't know how many shares I got, but I do remember that I paid $230 in commission to make the trade out of my 500. <laughs> what is it today? 5 $6 on average, $7, somewhere in that range. That's what they are today. And Robinhood is free. I don't have a problem with Robinhood. Just make sure that the custodian who is holding your money is SIPIC insured. Time for Invest 101, a lesson in everyday investing. Today, today, understanding economic fundamentals. There's a mouthful. Understanding economic fundamentals. You have to, it is very, very important to analyze fundamentals of individual stocks. But you also have to understand the economic fundamentals and where we are in the economic cycle. If you don't know what that means, you have to start learning. What is the economic cycle? Not just what is GDP, gross domestic product. Not what is the economic cycle? 888-99-CHART, time to give me a call. Our Wednesday Invest Talk program is almost finished and ready for upload to our podcast, but we still got about 10 minutes left, so let's talk about the financial investing questions that are on your mind. 888-99-CHART.
3: On the next Invest Talk, Some global market watchers are predicting that China's ascendant economy will become the world's largest. However, at least one expert believes that history may not follow that assumption. That story tomorrow. But now, Steve is here, he's ready with answers, and he's waiting for your calls. 888-99-CHART.
1: Okay, let's go to Noel and Napa. I don't know. I'm good. I'm in Southern California today. Oh, <laughs> well, that's great. But anyhow. Huh? I'm Where in Southern California you. are you? Where? Oh, uh, Irvine. I'm in Irvine today. Okay, I'm right there. You're within 15 I guess minutes of me. You're uh, a little north of there, I believe. Nope, south. I, yeah. I'm, I'm in uh, San Juan Capistrano right now. I talking about VHC, and of course it has...
3: It's a penny. It has two strikes against against us right out the gate. You wouldn't invest in it. But
2: I was just curious what you think of their technology. It's a penny stock, so that's no good. And they're not earning any money, and that's no good. But how about their uh, from yeah, how the point of view of technology?
1: Yeah, how, how, that's how they're surviving. They have several patents that makes it mm-hmm. makes the patents valuable. That they're getting money. They're getting paid money from Apple. I mean they got six million right. dollars from Apple back in April. So it's their patents they, that have they, any they did, value but they got
3: quite a bit of money from Microsoft also.
1: Yeah, so that's how they're making money, but you know, I don't think that's gonna last. It's not gonna keep them in business forever. They gotta do something and doesn't look like doing anything else other than that. And it's all about yeah. you know, their patents on instant messaging and communication. So what happens when someone comes along and says, well, we don't need your patents anymore. We're going to go this way and try something else. And then they're toast. I wouldn't invest yeah. in it. Of course, they, of course, I well, don't make suppose, any money. They're losing money. They have money.
2: some uh, uh, patents. Yeah, patents out there that people are subscribing to uh, some, but uh, maybe not enough.
1: Yeah, it's not enough. The pants are not important enough. That that's the problem they're having. Right. And I and yeah, you know, things. a year from now though they may not use them. So I would stay away from them. Noel. Appreciate the call. This yeah. is a yeah. VHC. Everybody, uh, Verntex Holding Corporation is the name, and it's a micro cap company. It's very small. Uh, would be. I don't think it's worth anybody's time. Okay, so how much money do you need to make? How much money do you need to make to afford rent in every state? And what's are the highest cost? Where do you have to make the most? Now remember, this is a relationship between earnings and paying rent. Okay, so if rent's very very low, then you can make less money. California is number 2, not number 1, at $8,313 a month. The highest is Washington D.C. at eight thousand four hundred ninety-seven. So on the East Coast, Massachusetts seven thousand. Uh, North Northeast, it's pretty high. Where's the cheapest? Oklahoma, three thousand one hundred seventeen. Arkansas, three thousand one hundred fifty-seven. Lowest though is West Virginia, two thousand nine hundred six sixty. Two thousand nine hundred sixty. Now this is how much money you need to make on a monthly basis to afford rent. Surprisingly, I thought Alaska might be really cheap because of the vast, wide-open spaces there. It's uh, five thousand five hundred forty-seven, and I thought a Hawaii might be the most expensive, but it, and it's expensive. That seven thousand eight hundred, but California is eight thousand three hundred, eight thousand four hundred in uh, Washington. So that's you got to make a lot of money they live in various parts of the country, and other parts, well, move to West Virginia. I don't really want to live there. Uh, Arkansas, Oklahoma, those are doable. I think those are doable. Um, I I know West Virginia is very pretty, you know, but I don't know if I can handle the winter. (laughs) I can't handle the winters. And I don't know if I can handle the winters in Oklahoma and Arkansas either. I'm not sure. But anyways, I thought that was an interesting article. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. There was a study recently about Social Security and retiring early, and I'm going to have to get to that story tomorrow. Just won't be able to do it. And how you shouldn't take Social Security early. Should not. Time's up, everybody. Day is gone. I'm Steve Peasley, and that is you know we've just completed another Talk program. We do this every day, five days a week. And, of course, you make it better. You do with your questions. Remember, if you want to replay any or all of today's program, you can do so on demand from the podcast page at investtalk.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and please come back tomorrow. Good night.